0: Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast. I'm Chaz Hathaway. You may remember me referring to the name PMH Atwater, and you will likely hear me refer to it again. PMH Atwater is someone who has written many books on near-death experiences. I've recently obtained her book, uh, uh, The Big Book of Near-Death Experiences, which is, rather than being a list of of near-death experiences is more like an encyclopedia of the different aspects of near-death experiences, their after-effects, the uh, different elements, so forth. Anyway, I thought it would be prudent to uh, share her experiences today. And at first I thought to read them, but then I thought, you know what? She's better at telling her own story. And so I'm gonna share uh, a piece from a YouTube video of her sharing her experience and uh, her, well, basically her near-death experiences. She actually had three near-death experiences, and she doesn't go into detail about them all, but she goes into uh, some detail about her first one. And that, I think, is significant because it's the one that made her realize that there is really something going on here. You know, a lot of times when uh, somebody has a near-death experience, they spend some time just processing and figuring out what the heck was that? You know, they're like, I know that was real. Or perhaps I am just completely insane. I'm going out of my mind. (laughs) And, And that was a little bit of her first reaction, which is why her, the evidence that she receives uh, toward the end of this video is so moving. Um, so I'm going to, without further ado, uh, allow PMH Atwater to share her near-death experience.
1: Okay, my own experiences. Uh, January 2, 1977, Boise, Idaho. Lots of snow, lots of ice. Dead of winter. Um, the First um, experience was caused um, by a miscarriage and extreme hemorrhaging. The second one, two days later, um, was caused by a major thrombosis in the right thigh vein, which dislodged, <clears> followed <throat> by the worst case of phobitis, a specialist had ever heard of, low <laughs> seen And the third one was March 29, and they ex- still today are not sure what killed me. Maybe a heart attack, they're not sure. All they know is there was no body signs. I had uh, a near-death experience with each one. Each near-death experience was different. The first one was rather quick, didn't take that long, really. Uh, Primarily an out-of-body experience, but also in involved seeing blobs in the air, didn't know what they were and I didn't like them. Uh, the second one was very long and complex, um, started with an out-of-body out of experience also, involved going into the void. Um, and experience in creation, in the void, and um, and going on to where I met my loved ones who died and gone on before me, including a, a grandfather I had never met, did not know his name, never saw a picture of him. That's because um, I was born illegitimately. In those days, I was called a bastard child, and my mother was shunned. That was a big deal in the 30s, and um, so I had no way to know anything about this man, and he came up and introduced himself to me and said he was my grandfather, and um, I recognized a number of my traits from him, and, other. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also met by Jesus. Um, not any sense of worshipping him, but rather being greeted by my elder brother. and uh, um, The sense of a reunion, a reunion with my elder brother. So there was a lot of laughter, there was a lot of hugging. Um, There was a lot of happy talk, no big pronouncement, but rather happiness and joy, a lot of joy. And then my life review, and then a period of forgiveness, and floating back into my body on a a carpet of sparklers. My third near-death experience, also long and complex, also began with an out-of-body experience, with this one I left planet Earth way out into the night sky, planet Earth was like a little marble, and saw a lip of light, there, it was shaped like a lip, and it was a light, sort of like a crack in the sky, or the universe, and got near it and I was sucked in like a force field and what I saw inside, um, and I talk a lot about this in Future Memory, what I saw inside, it wasn't a light-filled world, um, because I can't use that word, light. It was so bright, so powerful, that it was beyond light. And I was in this world, and I saw a configuration like I mean folks um, I was into this kind of thing for over a decade before I ever died you know but I'm seeing like two cyclones inverted over each other like in an hourglass shape and the cyclone I call them cyclones the cyclone on the top is really big at the top and came down to, to you know, kind of like a spout. The one on the bottom was very big on the bottom, came up to a spout where the two spouts should have touched but did not. Came out this incredible power. I don't know what else to call it, power. Just pulsating out of the middle. And they were spinning at great speed, uh, but what confused me was they were kind of. Bulgy, rather than smooth-sided. To me, uh, spinning at such great speed, they should have been smooth-sided, but they were not. And each one had a tri-directional speed and spin in it. And I recognized myself sort of toward the top of the left and and superimposed over me was all of my past lives and all of my future lives happening in the same time, in the same place. And I recognize that there's no such thing as forward or backward or up or down or left or right. Those motions do not exist in the universe my sense was I was at that center point of creation and consciousness that those kind of things don't exist there the only thing that exists there is expansion and contraction as if the whole universe is breathing and that was the only motion and I saw the same thing reflected down below I was up here, I was also down there sort of like the idea of as above, so below. And um, I'll go a little bit further with this one. Um, and I wanted to go to the middle. I wanted, because I felt that, that in the middle was the path to God, the passageway to God, and that's where I wanted to go. I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to live. I didn't want a body. Forget that stuff. I was shrewd, so I I wanted to go in the middle, and as I was doing that, I was able to witness how creation works, what creation is, and what consciousness is, and um, then a voice spoke And I was used to guides and guardians and angels and all those kinds of voices. It wasn't that kind of voice. It was a voice so big. How do you describe that kind of voice? Big, 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 big. That voice filled the entire universe and all of creation. That's how big that voice was. And that voice said to me, and I quote, test revelation. You are to do the research, one book for each day. It did not name book one. It it did name books two and three. Future memory is book two. Um, It showed me what all this meant and what was to be in each book. It did not tell me how to do the work or how long it would take me. And then, and then I heard my son's voice. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> my son, Kelly, Kelly Huffman. Do any of you know anything about astrology here? He's a Taurus. Four planets in Taurus. Super Taurus. He had just returned from a cruise school uh, in the Atlantic, he borrowed a lot of money to go, thinking it would be an oceanography course. It turned out to be a glorified high school. He was kind of bitter and, you know, confused and uh, not a happy camper. Uh, but glad to be back home. And that night, when this happened. Um, he was at the Black Angus Bar, tossing a few with friends. Now, where else would a good tourist go but the Black Angus Bar? get <laughs> <laughs> uh, <a> the <little> picture. <laughs> he didn't tell me this until about a year later. And uh, he had a, a, a beer mug sort of halfway up to his mouth, and he slammed it down, jumped up, said out loud to everybody there, my mother's in trouble, I have to go home and help my mother. So he got, you know, screwed out of the bar, got in my car, which he was using for the night, and sped home. And there my body was, scattered, laid across a, a large chair. And uh, you have to know how we raised our children to understand Kelly's response. We raised our th- our children to never trust an authority. To get your own information yourself and test it, and always go within. Your initial response is always to go within for guidance before you. Do anything out here. So Kelly did what he was taught to do, saw the body. First thing he did was go within. What's the guidance here? And the guidance was to sit opposite the body and start talking. It doesn't matter what you say, just keep talking. Well, we now know um, that the last faculty lost in death is the ability to hear. Mm Um, And what we now know also is, had he gone to a phone and called for help, they would have arrived too late to bring me back. So Kelly did exactly the perfect thing at the perfect time to do. (laughs) He was talking, I heard him. Just when I was ready to go through the center, I heard my son. And I turned and I listened. And I didn't hear a son loving his mother. I heard one human being loving another human being because he wanted to, um, because that was his joy. He loved absolutely unconditionally. He was giving his all. Now, I knew that was possible on the other side. I did not know that was possible on planet Earth. So I came back by choice because I wanted to learn from my son how to love that way on Earth. So, um, And sort of a little sidebar to that, um, again, most of these experiences come from violence or trauma. You have a body to rebuild. Uh, I had to relearn how to crawl, how to stand, um, how to climb, how to walk um, stairs. All, I had to relearn all of that. I had to relearn the difference between left and right, how to see properly, how to hear properly, and rebuild all my belief systems. And it was tough stuff. I steadily went downhill, month after month. And the doctor became very concerned. Uh, People who knew me became very concerned. And it was the first part of November, and in, Spo- uh, in Seattle, Washington, at the Seattle Center in Seattle, Washington, they were having the Mind Miraculous Symposium. It was put on by the Science of Mind Church, and they were having such speakers as Dr. Elizabeth Publer Ross, Dr. Joy, on and on and on. But the Um, The first speaker was Dr. William Tiller, the physicist from Stanford. Um, So my doctor got up at 5.30 in the morning. Can you imagine the doctor getting up at 5.30 in the morning? To give me a shot so I could go and a lot of medication. And they took me up in a van, laid me out like a little baby. And by the time I got up there, I was reasonably human and I could walk and talk like a human being and went inside and um, really had a a good seat inside and William Tiller was the first speaker, his topic was the eternal now and it was his thought, his feeling and his belief that everything happened at the same time in the same space and then he could chart that dynamic mathematically. That this, in fact, was the w- the way that the the uh, the way of things in the universe. Um, so I can't tell you anything about his talk. All I can say is, at the end of his talk, he flashed up on the stage this gigantic. It was like a five-story screen. I mean, it was huge screen, and he flashed up uh, up on that screen what he felt the eternal now looked like. And it was two cyclones inverted over 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 each other, and where the two spouts should have touched but did not was coming out this incredible. And I jumped up from my seat, I went out into the foyer, I collapsed under a wall light, and I sobbed, and I sobbed, and I sobbed, and saying out loud, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy, he saw it too. I'm not crazy. And from that moment on, I got well. See, a lot of us uh, really think you're—we cra- really think we're crazy—and mm-hmm. even with my training beforehand, this was mm-hmm. still overwhelming. So it, it was—it was heavy for me.
0: Wow. I don't know what more to say about it, except isn't that just cool? Isn't that just incredible? And uh, after she described this uh, inverted uh, cyclone within a cyclone, I, uh, I went online to look to see if I could find an image if somebody has, has created that. And I'm sure somebody has. I wasn't able to find anything very uh, immediately, But what I did find was an interesting little video that is a bit of a slideshow of art pieces created by those who have had near-death experiences. Now, some of them are clearly not experienced artists. Others very much are. And so, or or became that afterward, one or the other. They they all seem to be very talented artists, but... um, But it's kind of an interesting uh, uh, view, uh, you might say, of what they experience. And obviously, you know, unless they're, you know, really amazing, uh, talented, you know, to the point of being extremely realistic uh, artists, it's going to be difficult to portray in a way that Somebody can, you know, see and say, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what it looked like for me," or whatever, you know, and uh, and so you know, it's not like these are going to take you to the other world or anything, but uh, but it's kind of a cool little uh, thing to see what uh, uh, people portray as their experience, and it might be fun because the video does show who had the experience. It might be interesting to go through and look up. The experiences of each of these individuals and maybe uh with time we'll do that but i I did link the video in this show note uh in the show notes for this episode the near-death experience of pmh atwater and uh, hers is included that's one of the reasons that i wanted to link it here the video is called dying to know you slide presentation (laughs) so uh, if you wanted to go to neardeathexperiencepodcast.org, you'll be able to see that if it's not um, immediately there just search for uh, the near-death experience of pmh atwater to find it and if you would like to contact us for questions for comments or to share your experience you can do that by calling 970-633-2278 also 970 nde cast You can also email us at near-death-experience-podcast at gmail.com or you can just leave a comment in, in the comment section. Whether you want to share, ask a question. We also have a Facebook page. It's just a near-death-experience-podcast page. Any way that you can get a hold of me, I will be glad to share your question or experience on the podcast. I'd love to get more of our listeners' experiences on here. But either way, just the fact that you're here means a lot to me. So with that, thank you, all of you, so much again for listening.